Welcome on board to our fourth episode of Takeoff MTL podcast, where we talk about all things airborne and travel related. I'm your host, Sarah Sharour from Montreal, and I'm here to take you on a first class trip behind airport gates. Today, we will be going on board with Zoe Oogpeak Elviram, aka the Air Canada fangirl. But before, let us go behind the gates with Mirav Richter, a flight attendant with Air Canada for 25 years now and the creator of the Open Skies for Autism initiative. Welcome on board, Mirav. How did you come up with the Open Skies for Autism initiative? Uh, It actually happened when my daughter brought home a good friend of hers uh, who was on the autism spectrum. And when the mom came to pick up that little girl, the the little girl and the mother sat at my kitchen table and were telling me about this. The one time, the one and only time that they tried flying and that little girl with autism was so overwhelmed um, you know, with the noises and the aircraft and the security, that by the time they got to the gate, she ran away from her mom. And just like if you've ever been in an airport, when a kid goes missing, you'll see it's pretty overwhelming. They have to shut the place down because, you know, that's a real big hazard. Uh, so this little girl ran away from her mom because she was just so overwhelmed and uh, the mom and the little girl were so distraught and so overwhelmed. And I mean, it it was great because the police ended up finding the little girl and calming her down and bringing her to her mom. But the mom and the daughter decided that they would never fly again. And at my kitchen table, they're telling me this story. And my daughter turns to her friend and says, well, you should go flying with my mom. She'll make you feel comfortable. And the little girl looked at me and said, would you? Like, is that for real? And I went, yeah. And at the same time that I was saying, yeah, she came and said, but do you promise that the flight will never take off? And I went, oh, oh, okay, challenge accepted. And that's actually how Open Skies for Autism was born. Uh, And I came to the Air Canada Management and I uh, pitched them and asked for their approval Uh, And they were so generous. They donated an airplane and we had all this volunteer staff and the uh, Toronto Airports Authority, the GTAA, uh, volunteered their staff. And uh, we had, you know, the airport dogs on scene and the security was very, you know, everyone volunteered and pulled up. And we actually were able to take a plane full of children with their families, parents and siblings, on a you know, through security, through the boarding pass, on the whole flight experience, and then taxi, which is just the word for driving around the airport, taxiing around the airport for about half an hour, they had the full flight experience without ever leaving the ground. What a beautiful, beautiful initiative. That's wonderful. And it's wonderful of how you came up with this idea so spontaneously in your kitchen table. That's a great initiative. And it was, so basically it was an event, an event that you you organized from A to Z with a team of volunteers for children with autism that um, had a bit of fear of the airport and wanted to break that fear. Exactly. Now, you may also know that Air Canada also has a... um, a charity initiative called Dreams Take Flight that's been running for, well, I mean, a few decades now. I think they just celebrated their 20, uh, 20 or 
25th or 28th year. I was just at the um, at the anniversary party, but uh, they take kids uh, throughout the years every year, and in every city in Canada, they take kids uh, on a flight to Disney and then take them to Disney for the day and then fly them home. Uh, and through the years, that has been children who were on, uh, you know, who had medical, financial, uh, you know, or, or cultural challenges, you know, sort of uh, family challenges. Um, so they created this initiative many, many years ago. I was lucky enough to be part of the crew that took the kids to Disney previously. But one of the things that's coming up in our world is that a lot more kids are on the autism spectrum. And a lot of kids were being approved for the Dreams Take Flight experience. However, getting them to the Dreams Take Flight experience ended up, you know, that a lot of them were overwhelmed. And that's just too bad because, you know, it was just that part of being overwhelmed to get them on the flight uh, that they were missing out on that Dreams Take Flight experience. So... Dreams Take Flight, as a charitable organization, was a huge supporter of my initiative as well, because they could see how much those kids would benefit from a little, you know, a little trial flight before the Dreams Take Flight event. So, uh, and and with this Open Skies for Autism, I've actually, the event has been approved to go on through different uh, locations in Canada, or, you know, all the airports in Canada. Uh, of course, everything for this time is sort of put on hold, but eventually we'll have that in every city in Canada. And my goal is at least annually. And as I started doing it, a lot of people were saying, uh, you know, how great that is as an initiative for children who have autism or, or on the spectrum, but how we could all also open it up for other people who had anxiety, people who have, you know, who might be overwhelmed, um, you know, maybe even just have a fear of flying. For sure. And it's very normal. And we see very often in airports and in aircraft, uh, kids that are on the spectrum, people on the spectrum, or even adults or even seniors that experience fear and anxiety before hopping on a plane. But the fact that you kept your promise and that the flight didn't actually take off, that also gives a sense of comfort and could potentially break that fear that they have, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and well, and the great thing is, is that it did taxi around the airport. So, uh, and the pilots were amazing. Again, everyone volunteering, so really taking the time from their own private time on a Saturday to to come in and and do this. It was really unbelievable how many people were, uh, you know, putting their time and just really heartfelt. Um, you know, really, I say a work of heart. Everyone came to really put in back to the community. But the pilots made, uh, it was amazing. He would make this announcement, um, you know, very calmly. And now you will see the left flap will go up. This is uh, simulating. And he would continue to, throughout the, the little half an hour taxi, he would tell us what kind of noise we may hear. And uh, you know, to look outside and see the flap, and that would be simulating takeoff. And he put the seatbelt sign on and, um, you know, made the announcement for the flight attendants to sit down for simulated takeoff and made the announcement that we've now finished simulated takeoff and the flight attendants can walk around um, and come by with the with the service. Um, 
you know, and again, made the announcement about simulated lending uh, and what we may hear and what we may expect. So it was so amazing uh, just to see the excitement with these kids uh, watching the flaps, knowing a little bit of what's, what would be happening, what they should expect. Uh, and the greatest part was that because this was, you know, just our own event and, uh, you know, there was no, it didn't have anyone else on the flight except for our initiative. And that meant that at the end of the little quote-unquote flight, the kids were all invited to come sit on the flight deck and take pictures with the pilots at the end of the flight. So it just let the kids really feel that they could be a part of it. And I don't doubt it that in 20 years or you know, I really hope, like my greatest wish is that in 20 years, 15 years, you know, 25 years, uh, a lot of those kids are going to turn around and want jobs within the airline because of that experience. Well, you know what, Mirav, I think that's actually very likely to happen. And right after this interview, we're going to be speaking to Zoe Elferham, also known as the Air Canada fangirl, who has a story very similar, actually. Oh, yes. <laughs> Shout out to her. She's following me on Insta. Yes. Uh, open skies for autism on Insta. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we'll actually talk to Zoe a little later today in this episode about her amazing story with the airline and how Air Canada saved her life when she was born. And it was really that initiative that made her want to constantly give back to the airline so that could be that was the case of zoe and that could be the case of hundreds of other kids if the airline keeps giving back to the community exactly exactly and i love that you just said that the give back part because here's the part that really touches my heart i've been with our canada now for 25 years and you know in a big corporation it's it happens is that in a big corporation, uh, you know, there's so many employees and there's so many people that sometimes people can feel a little bit like um, that it's cold or that you're just a number or that that it's un, like that there's un, that you're unfeeling. Um, you know, and people kind of, you know, Air Canada is a really huge airline. And so people kind of have this notion that it's this entity big and cold and, you know, like a factory sort of. But when you're actually working in it and when you start to get to know people uh, that really care, uh, really care about uh, what's going on and how can we best serve, how can we make the world a little bit of a better place? Uh, I mean, I did not create, I, I thought of and, and created the initiative, but I didn't create the event by myself. Along the way, there are very caring people. I had a brilliant, brilliant team that was able to get things done. And everyone was a volunteer, but we were held, we were supported so much by our management teams, uh, by the people, you know, up, like in the higher ranks, uh, to be able to get this done. Like we're actually... I always say the very, very, very best part about my job is by far, like, yes, we get to travel and yes, we get to have fun. And yes, you know, there are all these sort of glamorous things, but by far the number one best thing about my job is the people, the people. 
100%. For sure, there's definitely a very big people and social aspect to the job. And I think that's also one of the reasons why a lot of flight attendants go in thinking they will only spend a few years and then they stay for 20 plus years with an airline because the job is so rewarding and gives them such a sense of fulfillment. But to go back on our foundation, on the subject of the Open Skies for Autism Foundation, I know that Air Canada also gives back to other foundations, and now that has stopped because of COVID-19. Do you think this will pick up anytime soon? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because no no one had a crystal ball. If you would have asked me this three months ago, I would have thought that it would have been over a long, you know, like it would have been very short lived. So you know, none of us, all of us are surprised by what's going on and none of us could have expected this. So it's hard to know what's going on in the future. I will say though, I'm an eternal optimist and I've also been there for 25 years. And I know that in the 25 years, we have had ups and downs that the airline has been hit pretty hard over the years. 9-11, of course, is the biggest one that we can remember. The air, you know, peop, the airline changed, right? Air, air travel changed. Security was different before and after, um, right? Like 9-11 created, there was time before 9-11 and there was time after 9-11 and the two looked very different. But we did see a return to uh, a new normal after 9-11. It was New security procedures, you know, the liquid bands and the shoes going through the x-ray, that didn't exist before 9-11. But people started, you know, it returned to a, to a trap. Like, lots of people came back to traveling and just accepted those security uh, protocols. And that just became a new normal. And eventually people forgot what it was before. So with the charity initiatives, I think 100% they will continue we we now you know we only had to stop uh, for a certain amount of time like after 9/11 things like that they always came back and uh, and around traveling i mean people still want to travel people will return to traveling they'll probably see new procedures that will be sort of security procedures uh around people's health and and you know distancing and things like that and that'll just become our new normal but people will come back full throttle to traveling and all the charity initiatives will come back i have no doubt about that i really hope so too marav i want to thank you for being on the call with me today and i want to thank you for creating such an amazing initiative and i'm really looking forward um, to participate in the next open skies to autism event held here in montreal hopefully soon enough thanks so much sarah i look forward to it Attention passengers flying to Takeoff MTL podcast, please have your headphones in hand as we go on board with our second guest for today's episode, Zoe Ukpik Elverum, or also known as the Air Canada Fangirl. Welcome on board, Zoe. So Zoe, I actually came across you when I came across a petition that you began. You called it Canadian Federal Government Give More Support to Canadian Airlines and Their Employees. 
why did you begin the, this petition, especially considering the fact that you do not work at the airline, you're basically just an outsider, someone that loves their Canada. What encouraged you? It was after hearing about the thousands of layoffs within Air Canada and, you know, seeing just the effects on airlines because of COVID-19. And then it was also seeing or not seeing what the government was doing to support our airlines. Um, from stories from empl- like employees have told me the only benefits they have been able to use ha- has been EI and the SERP benefit, but there hasn't been any other support given to the airlines. In Nunavut, we're, there, there are no roads connecting us to Southern Canada. So we rely, we rely straightforward on airlines. And, you know, this petition that I started isn't just about Air Canada, it's about all Canadian airlines. Because so many are on the verge of going under. And it's just, I started it because I haven't seen the government put anything into our airlines. And I think more should be put into our airlines. Definitely. And that explains also all your signatures. You're asking on the petition for 15,000 signatures and you're already at 12,000. So that's really impressive. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting maybe like a thousand. I wasn't expecting 11,000. So to see that has been really mind blowing for me. And definitely, well, you're almost there. You're very soon going to hit that 15,000. So congratulations on that. Zoe, tell me a little bit more about yourself. When I saw your profile on Instagram, you call yourself Zoe the Air Canada fangirl. I know fangirls for bands. I know fangirls for sports team. But fangirl for an airline, you're definitely the first. (laughs) Tell me more about that. So I live in... Pond Inlet, Nunavut. It's a small community located on the north tip of Baffin Island. And I've lived here my whole life. Um, my story begins um, four hours into my birth. I was born here in the community prematurely. And living in this small community, there are no, you know, major hospitals or anything that could support a premature birth. So because of that, I had to be flown out of the community to the nearest hospital, which is two hours away. So aviation, since that point in my life, has day one been a part of my life. And I've always just always loved it. And what inspired me to make the Instagram page and become the quote-unquote Air Canada fangirl, um, was after seeing a bunch of really awful comments against the airline. And I've always, always had a great experience on Air Canada. And it kind of got to the final point for me was when I saw a lot of really negative comments towards the employees. And to me, it's one thing just to kind of say things against the airlines as the whole, as as a whole, but when it gets to 
when there's comments against the employees themselves, um, it really kind of hit a nerve with me. And with my Instagram page, I just wanted to, you know, make some, make an employee smile or just kind of, you know, shed some positivity in towards an airline that I look so amazingly upon. That's really so nice of you, Zoe. I'm sure you put a smile on their faces. And just for the listeners, FYI, Zoe does not work at Air Canada. Nope. Zoe is not sponsored nope. by Air Canada. <laughs> nope. No, I am no way affiliated with Air Canada. No anything, just just the fangirl who love their Canada. Zoe, ever since you created the page, have Air Canada employees started to recognize you in airports or in aircraft? I've been on a few flights since then, and one of them was on an Air Canada Rouge flight from Toronto to Cancun last December. And at the beginning of the flight, people were telling me, oh, my God, Zoe, it's so nice to meet you. And, you know, giving me hugs. I'm like, okay. And this one flight attendant, you know, came up to me and was almost crying, telling me, um, you know, how much my page inspires her and so on. But, and I, I, my purpose was never to make anyone cry, but it was really, really humbling. And my mom was, my mom was with me on the flight and she, and I had never told her about my Air Canada fangirl page. And she was like, what's going on? And so I told her the whole thing about my page. And by the end of the flight, I had got, pictures with the whole crew and they were just telling me you know how much their page my page means to them that's so lovely zoe but tell me what has kept you motivated all these years i mean your story when you were born that was the day you were born more than 18 years ago how has this love for air canada um stayed with you all these years for more than 18 years now i think part of it was that you know air canada's our flag carrier and it's, you know, our, it carries our maple leaf and it represents so much within Canada and it connects, it connects everyone to everyone. And I think airlines and their employees don't get enough credit for what they do. I think there's always just so much backlash because, you know, oh my God, like my flight was delayed 20 minutes. And um, you know, you know, all the negative, there's so much negativity against airlines and I don't think there's enough positivity towards them. But what do you feel now about what Air Canada is doing to all the employees, laying them off because of COVID? What are your thoughts? You know, if you look at other industries, there's been funding and there's been money put into keeping them going. I as an outsider, I don't believe that the government has put enough money into our airlines. And I think Air Canada was almost, or all, all Canadian airlines have been almost forced to make, you know, the layoffs and everything. And if a recent thing by Air Canada CEO was, you know, a recent letter has, was almost ba- was ba- basically begging the Canadian federal government to like support the airlines. And I haven't seen enough support given to the airlines. 
And what is one of your proud moments uh, being called the Air Canada fangirl? Are you sometimes invited to certain events? Um, do you get recognition from the employees? It's been, yeah, it's been the comments that I get from the employees of, you know, you've made us look at our job in such a more proud, like a better light. And you've made me even more prouder to work for the airline. And the comments, you know, I get from, um, yeah, the employee, it's been mostly the employees and seeing kind of the effect on them. And it's been really, a really humbling experience. Definitely. And since you have so much uh, interaction with um, the employees of uh, Air Canada, what is maybe one of the most heartbreaking stories you've heard in the past couple of weeks of someone that works for them and that's been really hit hard by COVID-19? You know, there's so many and I can't just name I'm gonna, gonna getting emotional here now. Um, Knowing the faces of the 20,000 plus employees being, being laid off, it's, you know, and that's also why I kind of created this petition because there's so many different stories and it's for each person that's for the 20,000 people being laid off right now, there are faces to them. There are stories behind those people and just they need the support. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for everything you're doing, Zoe. And what is your goal with this petition? Once you have those 15,000 signatures, where do you want to go with it? And what change do you want to see? You know, the biggest, I think, the biggest goal would be for more support to be given to the airlines. And now it's, I posted an update the other day. It's not just about financial support anymore for the airlines it's now about the government supporting airlines going into the next phase of you know reopening and having flights pick back up and i think the government needs to you know loosen restrictions on travel and slowly open up borders and so it's just if even if Justin Trudeau sees it, that would be a great honor. And I think my goal right now is just for them to like because I've sent it to multiple people within the government and I haven't heard a response yet. But if I could hear just, hey, we've seen your petition and whatever, I think that's what my goal is for now. Definitely. I mean, to have that recognition, to have that feeling that you are heard and you are seen would already be a great thing to start with. And hopefully soon enough, airlines will start rehiring again. So is there any last thing you would like to share um, with our audience? I think for anyone who's listening, you know, say thank you to the staff next time you see them. And although you can't shake their hand or anything right now, just you know, say thank you to them. Say, you know, we appreciate you. Thank you for what you do because airline employees don't get enough recognition for what they do. You know, there's so many of them are still flying right now. So many of them are spending long hours to, you know, unload cargo and, you know, fly cargo across the world and, you know, make sure people get to their destination safely. And 
So if when you can say thank you to an airline employee, it will go a long way. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for being on the call with me today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And that was all for this week's episode of Takeoff MTL Podcast. I'll see you next week where I'll be interviewing Benji Stowski, an editor for the Point Guy Aviation Magazine, and Mathieu Pouliot, a professional aircraft photographer. See you then.